Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Episode 94. That's Cornelius. I'm McGee. Playoff team in the building. The Zen Master to me, Nebraska. Tammy, Tammy. We always start at the same place, my friend. What are we smoking today? Today, we are smoking the T.L. Johnson. Uh, Terry Johnson, who actually lives here in Colorado. He's a local... Uh, cigar guy and um he has a lot of different brands uh today we're going to be reviewing the signature series so that's a corojo wrapped uh looks like a slight box press i'm hoping that i'm getting that right yeah it feels um and hopefully that it just wasn't you know boxed for a while and aging and uh, <laughs> oh, i see what you're saying no no that's definitely it's definitely uh, intentional yeah it's definitely a yeah. like a soft box press there feels good in the hand nice uh, this one that we have here is it's a it's a nice gauge i want to say it's a 60 um, but uh, yeah it's a great gauge cigar um, should be in that light plus probably medium range and we're going to smoke it and see what happens. Dig it. So you said he's from Colorado, or he lives here in Colorado. Yeah, I don't know if he's from Colorado. Right, but he, he lives, lives here in Colorado. Yes. But he's not growing tobacco and rolling cigars here. He doesn't have like a, there's not like a tobacco no. uh, cigar factory that I don't know about. No, he's over, he's, he's in Nicaragua. Okay, 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 very cool. From what I know. Um, dig it. Well, I literally just lit it up, but it's a, it's a big boy cigar. This will be going, going for a while. It's got a really nice draw to it. It does have a nice draw to it. It's really smooth. It's not. It doesn't feel like encumbered in any way or inhibited in any way. It probably is a better word. I have a question for you, Neil. Lay it on him. So, <laughs> Let me respond for Neil. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't answer that. I'll take care of it. Lay it on him. <laughs> what do you do if there's a small tear in your cigar? Uh, you smoke it. I mean, I mean, like, because, like, I don't know if it's because of the small tear or what, but it's it's really like a smooth pull on this on a big cigar. No, it's a it's a it's a effortless zero yeah, uh, yeah. resistance draw on this cigar. I was curious if it's because I had a little extra airflow, or it's because. Well, you know, one of the things to do is to take a puff with the cigar, um, you know, with just holding it, and then take a puff and. Tightly cover. Well, that. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that see what happens. I've done that before with other things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Um, I think part of this smoothness is that it's a box press, but mm -hmm. it's not like a super dense box press. No, it's There's not a right. little looseness to it, mm -hmm. and I think that's part of why it's drawing so well. Could, or could that be why it's part of why it's drawing so well? I always say that box press cigars 
that's one of the benefits of the box press cigar. Because exactly. they have the corners and there's just enough <clears throat> airflow? I don't know if because it has corners huh. as much as it is. Uh, all, it, it starts out, you can't roll a box shape. So it's rolled round. He's right. You can't roll a box. No. So it's, it's square. Ro- yeah. Yeah. So it's rolled as a round cigar, then it's put into a mold and compressed into a box shape. So, <coughs> when you do that, you kind of open up the cigar. Gotcha. Dig it. So, it's episode 94. Yes. I got two, two athletes for you. Mm-hmm. One, Hall of Fame football player. Me, motherfucker. D-end, linebacker sometimes, Charles Haley. Mm. Beast, right? Beast, yeah, yeah. Second one, a little closer to home. For the two years, I think it was just two years. Maybe it was three. No, just for the two years that he was a nugget, the number 94 was worn by Evan Fournier. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Did not know one that. of uh, one of three really good French basketball players. Who who's your three? I think Gobert and Tony Parker. Mm. Let's put it this way: Nicholas Batum. That Batum. That's what I was about to ask you. Who is the fourth head on the Mount Rushmore of French NBA players? Because I would argue Evan Fournier is on there. He's had a really long career. He's still on the Magic. He's still who's, he's still who's the guy who played for all those years with um um the. Spurs. Tony Parker. I mentioned him. No, the other one. The other French guy? Well, the four. You're thinking of Manu Ginobili, and he's from yeah. Argentina, buddy. Close. you got to give him. <laughs> close. Not really that close. Huge, <laughs> huge ocean. In opposite hemispheres, times two. Okay. In opposite <laughs> east-west and opposite north-south. <laughs> I was thinking. Current, I think. Current, I think. My, no. I think my default. So I'm thinking. That's not who I'm thinking of. He actually now. I, now that it's coming more in focus, he didn't play with the Spurs. But that was my default, and it failed. So now I'm gonna go for my main dis- selection. And when I get there, I'll let you know. Is Boris Diaw French? Ooh, Boris Diaw. Oh, what about uh uh Serge Ibaka? Serge Ibaka is not French, but he speaks. Serge Ibaka speaks like eight languages, I think. He's one of those dudes that's just amazing. He speaks French. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. Okay. Um, Current NBA players. We didn't put any criteria uh, out there. Well, they're out of the playoffs now. For the Nets, uh, TLC, Timothy Luau Cabaret. Yeah, he has the chance of of getting on the French French NBA player Mount Rushmore by the end of his career. I saw him play. I will definitely say that. I saw him play the U18 game a long time ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was like four years ago. He's not that old. He was 17, I think, then. Yeah, now he's, what, 22, 23? Maybe 24. He's a young man. He was like seven years ago. So if he has a long and productive career, he will definitely be on the Mount Rushmore French NBA He lit up the entire fucking gym when I watched him While you're in front of that computer. Nicholas Batum, yeah. That's what Tim said. While you're in there, can you can you see if Boris Diaz from France? Okay. I'm, I think Boris Diaz might be from France, and if Boris Diaz is from France, then Evan Fournier is not I, on the Mount Rushmore. Boris Diaz, you're talking about like I think Diaz is Brazilian. Oh, you might be right. He might be Brazilian. 
I'm not Who's sure the though. dude from Brazil? Anderson Verschaft? Verschaft was Brazilian yeah. too. No, I, I mean, feel yeah. like you're right because I feel like the Brazilian national team once had Verschaft and Diaw on it at the same time. And there's another one, uh, another uh, Brazilian dude that played. Well, that. Well, yeah. Nene. Is yeah, he, he Brazilian? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah. There's another guy too that's like a, a backup first. The Bulls, love something it. like that. Love I it. His name is. I top, love that. The top, basketball is so international. It makes me so happy. Top 10 French basketball players in the NBA. Perfect. Start at number 10. Okay. I'll we'll do a little drum roll. On the way down. <laughs> at the bottom, we have Adam Mukaka. Adam Mukaka. Never heard of him. Number okay. nine. Vincent Poirier. Okay. Pereira? Pereira. Poirier. No, P O I R I E R. Yeah, it's Poirier. French. Yeah, Poirier. Okay. All right. Eli Okobu. I love that you're the one reading this. <laughs> Eli Okobu. This could be a new segment. Like, best players from fill in the blank country as read by Neil. <laughs> All right, number seven. Timothy, spelled T I M O T H E. I'm sure that's Timothy. Yeah, it is. Timothy. This is my guy right here. Luau Kabarat. Yeah. And he's the one that, he's pretty young. He has a good chance of being one of the top four by the end of his career. Okay. So, number six. Seku Daumbua. I've never heard of this person. I watch a lot of basketball. Dumbuye. You're horrible at pronunciation. I love this. I love this game. I can't wait. He was a pacer, maybe. I can't wait to do the best, the best, like, Eastern Bloc guys, the best Serbian guys. He was born in in Guinea in, um. In Guyana? Yeah. And then (laughs) at the age of 14, he moved to French Sports Institute in Paris. It might have been French Guyana because part of Guyana is is under control of French, so therefore he is a French citizen because he was born there. That's incredible. It's like if uh, Rafael Nadal is uh, Spanish only because his island is owned by them. It's like I think Sam there for the Sixers a long time ago is French also because of the same reason. Or people from Angola are technically French citizens. But uh, All right. That was number six. What's number five? My drum roll is uh, It's not, dude. It's not. <laughs> you know, as I'm re- going up these this line, uh, we'll talk about that at the end, but Frank Telinkina. Nicolina. Nicolina. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was French. Actually. I didn't know he was French either. He was pretty good. He it's might... in his name. Yeah. What? Well, Frank. Frank. Not, not French. Close. French Montana uh, is not from France, so you I can't mean, really like, use that logic. But, yeah, but, right. but their dollars are francs. Ah. <laughs> They're not. They use the euro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Number four. Used to be francs. Ian Miamini. <laughs> You're really taking all the fun out of this. It's Miamini? Miamini, yeah. You're yeah. literally ruining the bit. <laughs> wow! I just like knew that name. I don't know. I just okay, I, I love know. it. I love it. Never would have got that. Never. <laughs> Number uh, three. Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Number two. Even Fournier. Evan Fournier he used to play for the Nuggets, and now he plays for the Magic. And. While he was here, never wore number 94. This is episode number 94. And number one. Rudy Gobert. So how come Tony I'm Parker's not on this list? I'm surprised he didn't say Gobert. <laughs> uh, That's funny. How, 
Maybe Tony Parker just lived in France for a while. You th- oh wow! I never. I always thought he was French. Maybe you're right. He played for the French national, the French team in the Olympics. Yeah. I What's don't know. this I don't website know, man, that you stole their content? This is gamblingsites.net. French hey, g- basketball players in the NBA 2020. Hey, oh, because Tony oh, Parker retired. Okay. That's oh, why. he did. Yeah. Uh. That's people still in. Still, that was great. Yeah. I love you mispronouncing names. But you, I am gonna come up. Maybe uh, next week we do the top ten German basketball players because right. that's I'm gonna good. be great. I, I just want to let you know I'm good with German names. Okay, and then the following week we can do the top ten Slavic NBA players. Probably not as much. Uh, uh, but you all, know, dude, all you, of them Japanese, you, Chinese. Oh, my you know guy Karolinko. AK forty seven assault rifle. One of these. One, one, one thing that I notice when you read a little bio against each one of these names, yeah, each one of these players started playing basketball at a high level by the age of like 10. Yeah. They were they, in some youth they have the league. Academy, they use the academy system just like soccer. And so mm-hmm. European and, and Asia, a lot, a lot of us, they don't use this archaic, you mm-hmm. know, tying ab- athletics to – you know, education. normal uh, education system yeah. of America, right? Yeah. They don't, it has nothing to do with That's, what high school you go to or what college you go to. It's corrupt as fuck, and yes. it's about money. Yeah. And it's about <laughs> white people capitalizing yeah, yeah. on the efforts of young yes. black people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the fact is, like, in, in soccer, traditionally in, in soccer, mm-hmm. and even, even we fuck up soccer. We got them playing in college, too. But traditionally in soccer... They ha- each team will have an academy, or the country will have an academy, or they'll just be like a one for the league or whatever. And when they identify talents at a young age, and they have tons of organized events for kids all over, you know, um, when they recognize talent, they just grab them up, put them in the academy, and focus on the games. That's why it's what's going on right now. And I know you guys aren't big soccer guys, but Messi is leaving Barcelona. Okay, that's a big deal. Lionel Messi is. The best Argentinian soccer player ever, right? Led Argentina mm-hmm. in World Cups. Has done very well in Barcelona. Has been with them since he was like 12. He came up through their academy because they identified him as a kid. And so it's a really big deal. Like his, It's not just his professional career that's tied with this club. It's... 20 years of his identity and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. being that's tied up with this club. And for that to... To break and to move on like that, you know, uh, it's a it's a big shift. It's a big change. So it's exciting, exciting for his career. Hmm. Um, let's see, real quick before we start talking about some basketball, I had two dollars from yesterday. So <laughs> it's getting bad. <laughs> getting bad. Mm. Gotta kick this habit. I gotta oh, keep this man. I gotta get off this juice. I gotta I gotta clean up. I gotta I gotta clean up my life. I gotta fix things. I gotta stop saying that shit. <laughs> or I'm gonna make the world a better place by donating every penny I got, one or the other. That is hilarious. Um so Timmy's here. We're supposed to be talking about the NBA playoffs. We got two options here. We can completely avoid the elephant in the room topic. Or we can, like, actually discuss the NFL. Like, to just mention it, the fact that there are players boycotting, you know, because of what's going on in the world. And three 
playoff games aren't being played today and potentially more tomorrow and some baseball games aren't being played today. Matt Kemp sitting out for the Rockies tonight. It's a big deal. It's a really a big yeah, deal. Yeah. I know we're really just talking about gambling and cigars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might not be what we want to talk about or our listeners want to hear, but um, you guys want to dive into making the world a better place or do you want to just talk basketball? Because we can avoid the subject. I can successfully avoid <laughs> Let's not avoid this subject. Let's okay. address it. I mean, obviously, we, you know, where both of us, where we all stand here, anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And none of us hide our feelings. Like we, and we don't all necessarily agree, but we don't all differ that much. I mean, ultimately, nobody wants cops killing unarmed people. But you know, people don't listen unless people do drastic shit. So yeah, yeah. I, I understand it's, the rationale. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic shit's in, in the history of the country. Like the Boston massacre was before the Boston Tea Party. And it was, and the Boston Tea Party was destroying government property. Yeah. <laughs> like literally riots is how people how people change things. If you're not going to listen, we're going to burn your shit down. The Stonewall thing and the women's rights thing was all based on like rioting, people rioting, and things changed. Yeah. Um, sometimes when people aren't listening, you got to make more noise. You know, that's the best. Have you have attention? It sucks that so many people have tried to do this in the past. And if the world had taken any of those people a little more seriously, maybe we could have avoided some of what's still happening, right? Like, you know, maybe if people had taken under, you know, taken Kaepernick for, you know, for his word that it was about police brutality had nothing to do with disrespecting the military, then maybe we could have changed enough that some of these the things that are going on now. So what happened? I don't necessarily know if it's true. Actually, that actually is one of the big problems of how it started in the first place. Changing the narrative, what Kaepernick wanted to do in the first place, was the problem. Like, well, changing the narrative in general. They changed the narrative. The people changed the narrative from being uh, equality thing to being against the military and against America, which wasn't the point of it. It was never his point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was I was a while back. I was sitting in the lounge. And it was a Sunday morning, and a gentleman was sitting in here, and he looked—he he looked like a—he looked almost identical to Nick Jagger. Mick. Mick with an M. That's what I said. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Nick Jagger. And <laughs> okay, I, I said it. I said it with an N. I'm sorry. We were. We do. I, I know. <laughs> Just thought I could just brush that by, but I can't. Um, looked like Mick Jagger, but he was dressed. You know, you could just you could tell that he was dressed very well, right? And um, he called, and he—I mean, he didn't call. He was sitting there, and he was reading a book, and he had his luggage um, sitting next to him. And I sat in a at a table right behind him. It's the great thing about. You know, Capital Cigars and most cigar lounges is that you're just running all kinds of people, right? So this guy closes his book, looks at his watch, and you could tell that he's probably about to head to the airport and wanted to grab a cigar before he does. And so he looks around and I says, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, I was like, literally, I sat next to this guy for two, two and a half hours, and we didn't say a word. I said, "Hey, how's it going?" He's like, "Oh, pretty good." Had a little bit of an axe. A little accent to his, you know, verb, the words he was saying. And I picked it up right away and I said, eh, hmm, interesting. 
So I said, well, uh, are you just grabbing a cigar this morning? And, and he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm heading back home. I uh, was here for a conference at the Civic Center, or the Convention Center, I'm sorry, and it was a Microsoft uh, convention. I was like, oh, okay. I said, so you, uh, you, you work for a company that uses Microsoft? He says, no, I work for Microsoft. And I says, oh, okay, all right, well, cool, that's, that's good. Um, you, work, you work here in the U.S.? or He says, no, 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 no. He says, I'm a continental vice president for Microsoft. I says, oh, cool. You know, and you know, we're talking. And um, he says, anything that has to do with Microsoft in this continent, that that's me. And I says, oh, okay. And um, I'll say the continent was Africa. Now that struck me as odd. Just given his appearance, right? So by process of elimination, I said, so you must be from South Africa? And he says, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm from South Africa. So he says, I grew up there, been there my entire life. I says, wow, that's, that's something. That's really good. Yeah, wow. He says, uh, my parents were in government. He says, Immediately, he looks at me to see my response because you know where we have to go from here, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and ease it up for you. I'll, 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 I'll throw you a softball here. You know? And I says, oh, you know, so during the apartheid? And he says, yes, during apartheid. He says, they now live in Australia. I says, oh, okay. All right. Well, nice. So I says, well, um, what do you think about apartheid? What do, what, what do you think about it? You know? And I, I said, I'm going to throw you another. I'm going to throw you a, I'm gonna throw you a, a freaking beach ball now. You know? <laughs> what do you think about it? Like, you know, let me get your opinion, you know, from somebody close, you know? And he says, eh. He says, I tell you what. He says, I went to school in, in uh, England. I, I've been to Oxford. I've been to, you know, my education is from some of the best schools. Um, I actually worked for World Bank, and then I took this job with Microsoft. And you want to know what? It's all the same. You bleeding Westerners. He says, it's all the same. He says, you want to know what I think about apartheid? I said, I think that throughout the history of man, there has always been the oppressed and those who oppress. It doesn't just make the economy work. It just doesn't make this work or that work or that work. It's what makes the world go around. It has always been and it will always be. He says, if some, if a new, um, he says, what's the newest, he asked me, he says, what is the newest country that just came out or, the, or just was formed? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't, um, Louisiana, I don't know. I didn't say Louisiana, but I said, huh? Hawaii. No, he said, he says the newest country. Oh, country. And um, I I forgot what I said, but I didn't say Louisiana. But he says Sudan, or was it South Sudan? Maybe South. Is the newest country that came out. 
He says, so miraculously they have money, right? No, I'll stop you there. That money comes from the World Bank. And he says, so they have that money. And it's free, right? No, I'm going to stop you there. It's not free. He says, and so many years from now, when that money is owed, what is going to be the total GDP of South Sudan? He says, I'll tell you. It won't be what they were loaned. Now who? He says, now who controls that loan? I says, well, the world bank. He says, before you say that, who controls the World Bank? And I says, the Illuminati? <laughs> he says, it's the U.S. So for all the slavery and for all the oppression, for everything that this country says, I'm telling you right now, it's the most hypocritical thing, and I can't wait to get on that plane and to get back to my country. That's what he told me. Yeah. It made the hair stand up on the back of my neck to where I said, I feel that it is my duty to every African, every African American, every African to get up and slap the piss out of you. (laughs) Now that doesn't, you know, that doesn't, you know, what does that prove? Right? So I told him, I says, well, Hans, I said, we got to bleep that. I said his name. I shouldn't have said his name. I says, I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you. You said it's what makes things work economically. It's what's what makes the world go around. That every society has done it. That it's always been on the face of the earth. But you know one thing that you never mentioned? Morality. Human morality. It doesn't play into that. And whether you think it or not, whether you're, you know, uh, spiritual or, or godly or not, I will say this much, that there are good people in the world, okay? And I'm saying this to say, to make this point, or the story to make this point, is that I believe, especially when you have somebody like that, right? Someone like him, that in this world, there will always be that. There will always be that racism. There will always be that elite elitism. There will always be, but it doesn't have to be us. That's what I say. It doesn't have to be. And it doesn't mean that it starts with just me doesn't mean it starts with you or you. It means it starts with each individual person until the majority says, not me. And that's what the movement really should be. Not to single out, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going against Black Lives Matter. I'm not going going against, what is it, MAGA? Make America Great Again? I'm not going against MAGA. I'm not going against Republican. I'm not going against Democrat. I'm not going against Black, White, Puerto Rican, Polka Dot. I'm not going against anyone. All I'm saying is to check one's morality is to better the world that we live in. That's all. And if you are not going to treat, if you don't want to be treated a certain way, the most basic of all tenements when it comes to morality, treat others as you want to be treated yourself. It's just that simple. 
And if everyone did that, one by one, we would not be having this conversation at all. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the it. whole point. And that's it. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I told the guy that I, I met. And he, he laughed at me and he says, I hope that worked for you. It's time for me to catch my plane and he walked out. Yeah. So not him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our responsibilities are human as humans are to leave the planet better than we found it. And the best way to do that uh-huh. is to treat everybody with respect and, don't and be kindness. A fucking and dick. and yeah. don't be a fuckhead. You yeah. know? It's real easy. Yeah. Don't be a fuckhead. Yeah. You know? Just don't be a fuckhead. Yeah, I've been I've been beat by the police before, as a kid. I sure have. I don't talk about it. I don't put it out there. I don't say much about it. I think it messed with me a little bit, a little bit. But you know, I mean, I look back on them and I says, you know what? That's not my problem. That's who. That's that guy's problem. He's a jerk. I know that I shouldn't just look at that in a shoulder-shrugging type of way, but being a black man in this world that we live in, I have to kind of, and I do have a family, I have to kind of look at things a little objectively on, you know what, I'm not gonna add to the problem, I'm not going to create a problem, I'm not going to fan the flames of the problem, but I am going to try to be demonstrate the best possible path for the problem to be a black business owner, to be someone who has, you know, that can, I don't care who you are as far as your race, as long as you're, you know what, <laughs> what, did, what did one guy say? He says, I don't have to dislike you because of your dislike you because of your race i can dislike you because you're just a you're an a-hole <laughs> you know yeah, i was like yeah. i was like i got other reasons I, that, yeah. that that reason doesn't even have to come up matter of fact i don't have enough room on my list for that reason yeah. i don't the way i look at it is to dislike somebody because of the color of their skin mm-hmm. is just as stupid as liking somebody because of the color of their skin exactly. like there's a whole lot of assholes that are white that are silver yeah. that are orange that yeah. are any any group right. there's going to be assholes and good people right. and if you're just going to automatically assume that oh this guy looks like me he must be cool right. you're going to be wrong right. more often than not because right. <laughs> there's more yeah. assholes than non-assholes you, <laughs> you know uh, maybe that's, not that's maybe 50 50 <laughs> that's a you know that's an opinion <laughs> right? i don't like you i don't like any of you all right you're all assholes on, on, as far any, as I'm on any given sunday right but you know but my, my father he, he would always tell me i think he noticed he, he saw something and it was a group of kids and there's this one kid and everybody you know there's always that one kid right there's always that one kid and you're like like i really don't want to play with you i really don't want you around me i really you know and i was never that way but i kind of just was like eh, nobody else really wants to play with you so i guess that means me too you know and, and you know what kids right just okay and I think my father noticed that, and he saw that. And he says, so you're going to go hang out with the, with the group and run, play some baseball? And I'm like, yeah, 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 we're going to go run over. And he says, yeah. He says, what about Jimmy? And I says, yeah, well, what about him? He says, he's not coming with you guys? I says, no. And he says, well, I'll tell you this. Life isn't about getting along 
with the people that you find it easy <coughs> to get along with. Life is about getting along with people that you wouldn't commonly get along with. How can you get along with the person that, you know, this person is just, you know, ugh, you know, but what what kind of what kind of love and whatever can you show that person? And it could just be the simple fact that the way you were raised or the way you were grew up or the group that you were around, whatever, just doesn't match this particular person, right? But how boring is that? You're just around people like-minded, people yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, and I, and, and 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 people always people always tell me, "Neil, that is your biggest why do you just spend time with people like he's the biggest jerk ever i was like well yeah okay he might be well why would you spend that time why you know why are you over there talking to him and everything i says well you know hey maybe there's a reason maybe yeah maybe this maybe that maybe all those things you know uh, so if that you know just in character of the person also in the race of the person also in the the, the beliefs of the person yeah. also in you know you don't have to oh i'm christian and you're catholic i'm i'm muslim and you're this or you're this and you're that it's not just racism based on race it's also based on many other different lines political beliefs religious beliefs all of those things so it's not just looking at oneself to say um you know i got a white friend i got a black friend you know it's about everything inclusive everything yeah, yeah. and if you're not living your life that way then you know you are you are you are the problem you are the problem that's why things are, you know, just getting fed up. And I'll tell you this right here. I'll tell you this. Something that I noticed through all this is that the United States is the barometer. People use the United States as the They look sure. at it. I, I, I found well, that so odd. This is the most diverse community, and it's intended to be the to be yeah. the best the, you know the best at being diverse yeah fortunately we're not very good at it you know mm -hmm. but uh it's it, it was always designed as a nation of immigrants people right. all different kinds of people from all over that uh -huh. came here and you know it's always supposed to be a diverse community right but do you one think group kind of fucked it up. i gotta ask you guys <laughs> i gotta ask you guys this question the question that i really 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 have to ask is people never look at the, the long game. They always look at the short game. The long game, do people relinquish the right for the U.S. to get involved, to calibrate, and to dictate world stage type things based on them looking at the U.S. At, like you were saying, as as supposedly that higher morale for social whatever. So mostly the size of the military. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> no, that might be part of it. That might that, that might be part of it. Well, but it's the same thing you said before: the World Bank and the funding in America. Uh, you know, like we're yeah, kind of we're weirdly fucks, man. we're weird, at, yeah we're weirdly the police of the world, Brazil. but we also mm -hmm. fuck everybody kind of. Yeah, yeah. but so, I mean that's so you're saying they already about. think that we're full of. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. No, the, the rest of the world, they got open eyes. They yeah. know that yeah, we're yeah. assholes. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that every, I shouldn't say every, a lot of Americans, when they travel, 
They expect an ATM on every corner. Mm -hmm. They expect free refills. When the people don't speak their language, they try to speak English louder, thinking that's going to all of a sudden make the other person know English. Um, We're not the best at self-representation internationally, so it shouldn't be a surprise that everybody's opinion of us is less Uh than good. If If you have not great listening, I'm telling you, if you guys have not heard the debate... I believe it was in Oxford, but more importantly, the debate was between William F. Buckley and Charles Baldwin. And the title of the debate is, is the American dream at the expense of the American Negro? Baldwin went first, I mean, um, Buckley, yes. Buckley went first. Good cover. He kind of went into saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's the America. Everyone has an opportunity. It's not the way it was. And, you know, he went all of this and all of that. And he, 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 he laid out he laid out the brochure answer, <laughs> the brochure that they give you mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, this is the answer, you know, to that. Welcome question. to America. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the brochure. He gave you that Great answer. country in the world. Charles Baldwin, he got up there and eloquently, I don't know if you've heard him speak, but he's, a lot of people say, what is one of your favorite speakers of all times? I actually, I wanted to be a speechwriter when I first got started, you know, when I got out of, out of high school. That's what I wanted to be. Then I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I went on and got into electronics. But the point being is I, I've, I've read and listened to a lot of different speeches. That's kind of my thing, right? Well, when it comes to civil rights, civil rights speeches, of course, there's a couple of, you know, um, Martin Luther King speeches that are in there. But now Charles Baldwin, I think he was one of the more worldwide civil rights speakers that I would say. A lot of people refer to Martin Luther King and everything, but Charles Baldwin was, was worldwide giving these speeches. He was over in Europe. He was wherever. And he was giving these speeches. And very, 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 very eloquent speaker. If you haven't had a chance, get a chance to listen to him. But the way that he put it is this, to what we just got through speaking about. Charles Baldwin says that, um, well, in his apex of his speech, he actually goes into saying, he says, um, I'm from Harlem. I never picked any cotton. I never worked on a plantation. He says, but there's not a minute that goes by that I don't look at, you know, my nappy head and my black skin. And I don't think that I did pick the cotton. I did, you know, in other words, because of the systemic attachment to everything that came with slavery, he is reminded that he is that and, 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 you know, it's, it was said in the speech, he was that Negro. He was that person who did that. That is the way that this society looks at him with no hesitation whatsoever. And so then he digresses and he says, but I know that. But this is who I feel sorry for. I go down into the South. I pull up to that filling station. And I see that 25, 23, 20-year-old station attendant and I look at that person and because I'm well-traveled and I've been to France and I've been to Moscow and I've been all around he says that is who I feel sorry for 
Because when they leave the South and they come to the world, they have no idea. They are completely ignorant. They actually believe that they are superior to every single person on the face of the earth. I'm talking louder. You don't understand. I want a bagel, not a donut. Duh. You know, you see, you know what I'm saying? They, he says, I, I know. He's like, I know that I'm an American Negro and the, 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 what comes with that. I know. But the white South, no. They have no idea. Ignorance. Ignorance. And that might work down there. It's bliss. But when you move that to the north, or when you move that to Europe, or when you move that anywhere outside of that, you know, uh, chasm. Bubble. It's like, who in the And then that is who the U.S. is defined by. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you see true. what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Experience, experiences lead to to knowledge and learning and understanding the world yeah. and stuff. It, it like might it, even it, even when I go home to my hometown, it's really yeah. small. You know, like sometimes I'm like, I cannot believe the things people fucking say. I want to yell at people. I'm up, I'm outnumbered in some situations there. And <laughs> being yelling at people and being angry about people saying dumb, ignorant shit, but also like they're in their own little bubble sometimes. You know, and they. I haven't. I'm not super well traveled by any means. Mm-hmm. But I've been. A, I've been some places, and like you learn from experience. And without the experience, man, people are just ignorant and don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. Yeah, I think. I don't know. The whole shutting things down thing. I'm a little mixed on that. Getting back to it's basketball. about drawing attention. And I, I got it. There's a lot of attention that's drawn to it already. I'm just saying that when you have a stage. You mm-hmm. use the stage to draw attention to the issues that need attention. And all week, you and, and not just this week, mm-hmm. ever since they re, the basketball players have entered the clean site, the bubble, mm-hmm. right? They've been doing tons of speaking about mm-hmm. the issues. And then even this week since it fucking happened again. Yeah. Like, yeah. they've been speaking about it. They didn't feel like the speaking was enough. And they need to do a little bit more than speaking. And actions speak louder than words. So, and so to draw attention to mm-hmm. what deserves attention, they said, hey, we're not playing basketball, which means all the people in power mm-hmm. right, that are, make money off of us playing basketball mm-hmm. aren't making money today. Right. Right, they'll get their money back two days, right. three days. It's fine. They'll, still they'll survive. Y'all still right? playing sponsorships. You know like, you're losing all this bread today. You know what? We're all taking a day off from making money. I mean, and we're going to use this impetus mm-hmm. to discuss why we are not playing <laughs> basketball today, right? It I, might not help. It might not I, help. I, I agree. I no good. No, but gr- it's certainly worth. It's certainly yeah. worth a shot. And if you have that power and you're not using it, right, you're part of the problem. If you have the problem, if you have that power and you do at least try, right. You're doing the minimum. Right. <laughs> you know? So I'm, my yeah. argument is the basketball players right now that decided not to play today, Colin Kaepernick who decided to mm-hmm. kneel when, when the flag, when the national anthem was playing, mm-hmm. these people that have done, you know, the, all the way back to the 70s when you have Olympic medalists raising fists, right? right? It was, it, it, like that was the moment that they had the power mm-hmm. and they exercised it just to try, just to try to fix something. Mm-hmm. Trying is a whole people lot better say, than not trying. People say money's power, right? Sure. I got now, none, but I'm pretty powerful. Now, 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 
There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a point I like to make, all right? This is a point I like to make. So due to hundreds of years of just horrific oppression, as we stand here right now, there's still systemic oppressive acts that take place, okay? And that's what we're talking about. But overall, we're also talking about the inequality that those hundreds and hundreds of years might have put one race of people in as opposed to another race of people, right? So, seeing that equally, both of those things are the two hot topics that this here is addressing. Why not? If I've made tens of hundreds of millions of dollars, why not? Before we even go into the bubble, okay, because no matter what Spreewell says, he probably has made enough money in his lifetime to feed his family. Spreewell? Okay? Spreewell said that, right? I, I got to feed my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, when he turned down the big contract yeah, he and says, never got offered another yeah, big contract. Yeah, like $30 million, I got to feed my family. Interesting right? that you went to Latrell Spreewell. Yeah. Because he was great at managing his emotions. Yeah. He with his <laughs> so, like, no matter what Spreewell says, maybe he has made enough money to feed his family. Yeah. But what if you enter this bubble and every single person that enters picks a inner-city African-American program to donate the money to and then make sure that in some presentation they present that money. What money? That they would salary? that they would have made because do you think that if they protest that they're gonna they're gonna pay them still no no but I mean they're still gonna play the games and make their money but you gotta remember not every basketball player in the NBA has millions of dollars that's true and they only have I mean you the average player still only has a couple years of earning potential to get to get the whole careers worth of or whole lifetimes worth of earnings in. You that, know? That's true no, too. I, I don't mean to don't don't cry for anybody in the NBA. The, the vet minimum, it, 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 the, it, it, the, the the rookie minimum is a great is a great contract. Okay, but they might only make that for three years. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I, so I, I totally a- agree. I totally agree. But the point being is that if they're going to do it anyway, which right now they are doing it, then why not do it for a reason? Well, a lot of those people, a lot of those players have their own foundations and things that mm-hmm. they do. They give money to you. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron does a lot. Like LeBron's yeah. built schools and, and Akron, like I got all, he, yeah, he does tons of stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not a big LeBron fan as a player, but he's a pretty good human. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's yeah. a fucking, Have you ever met Neil? He's like, you guys yeah. got a lot in common. <laughs> you, know, you, both hate, you both hate on, on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> At least Neil has a rationale. He's got to protect the. He's got to protect Michael well, Jordan's legacy. <laughs> I just get frustrated with. Him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it's it more puts, of a gambling thing for me. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's there's a lot of attention that's drawn to it already. Yeah. The point I'm making is, put some money on it. A lot of the players do though. A lot like of a lot of do. players do. A lot okay. of players have put a lot of money into this. Well, how much? And, how, and and the, what money helps. One, money helps. Yeah. But money's not the only. Not the only solution here. Like you can't buy yourself out of racism. Yeah. Like you just. If we could throw money at the problem, it would. You know, like that's how I. That's how I try to handle every problem. I had this conversation earlier today. You got a problem, you throw money at the problem. Frequently, it goes away. 
Racism is bigger than that. Yeah, I got yeah, something yeah, we can fix. I'm just saying that there's two sides of the issue when it comes to racism, mm-hmm. and one of them got money. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so you have a good point there. in totality. Okay, yeah. well, so you, let's let's let, let's keep working on leveraging that part of the. Okay, let let's start getting some well, of those. Well, and that that's a big part of the whole idea of like universal health care and education mm-hmm. and stuff, and giving opportunities to help level out the the wealth equality, wealth mm-hmm. inequality. You know, inequality. like mm-hmm. that's that's a big issue also. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of Americans aren't doing very, very well. You know, mm-hmm. black, like, white, just Puerto the, Rican. Yeah, that's, that's just the truth Armenian. of the matter. Armenian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, people from I, Nebraska. And I know I say this almost every podcast. Must start but throwing if out anybody's my. Anybody's looking for me. Nobody's seen me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I must. I must start throwing out my cash app tag on here. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> we actually right. we, we right. really need to set up a PayPal account just so in case anybody wants to do a little donating to. Uh, to the podcast, <laughs> exactly. Maybe we, maybe they heard a good gambling tip and they bet it and made a lot of money. And a little something, we'll send a little something back up the ladder. I mean, we're starting, we're starting to do cigar reviews on uh, cigar butts that we get out of the ashtray in the lounge. <laughs> it's getting it, bad. It's here. pretty bad. It's around getting bad. It's getting pretty. We bad. love all the people that only smoke half their cigars because yeah, yeah. that's what's keeping this podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's called recycling. support. And if you would like to support <laughs> the Bet Your Ash podcast, there's what you get. You could always leave a review. On iTunes or on on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Google Play or any of the streaming services, leave a comment, rate us, or share us on the social medias. And if you do share the podcast to your friends on social media, you can tag us because we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BetYourAshPod. And on that, let's take a quick break and then let's come back and actually talk a little basketball. Cool? Sounds good. Basketball playoffs. Hopefully they get back up rolling in a day or two. I got the suggestion. Like, I got I got it. I got it for you. Call your homies over. Call your buddies. Tell them to come over. Grab a box of cigars from Capital Cigars if you're in the Denver area, 919 East Colfax Ave. Hand all your buddies a cigar. Walk on outside. Bring the TV with you with a really long cord. Fire up a one-log fire and enjoy your evening. One-log fire is a single-use chiminaya. Perfect for camping, for afternoons on the lake, or evenings in the backyard. It lasts about two hours when you fire it up, which is pretty much perfect. That's about a bottle of wine or two. <laughs> That's a good cigar. Or the length of a great basketball game. And here's the kicker. If you go to onelogfire.com and at checkout, you put in the promo code BETYOURASH, you get 10% off your order. And you're probably listening to this podcast right now on some sort of device that also has an internet browser. So just open it up. It's onelogfire.com, promo code BETYOURASH. And we're back. So, since today's games didn't happen, right, and tomorrow's games might not happen, it's tough to talk about what's, you know, the games, like in gambling on the games. But you know what we could talk about? It's how to fix the Sixers, because that thing is broken. Oh, <laughs> they, they got lit up. <laughs> 
Timmy and I immediately, like, we're till like two in the morning. We're just texting each other back, back and forth about possible trades, possible yeah, yeah. coaching hires, how to fix the Sixers. And like, man, it's gonna be pretty soon that we have to discuss a different basketball team and how to fix a different basketball team. But maybe they'll come back and beat the Jazz. <laughs> Hopefully, they can at least force but, the game man, seven. But <laughs> does Jamal Murray look at the man right now, or what? So yeah, the last two yeah, games, yeah. Jamal Murray had ninety-two points and zero turnovers. Yes, yeah. that is incredible. He has played uh, three of career career games in this series. Unfortunately, we're down. Three to two in that series, yeah. and, and that's with three career games from Jamal Murray. Jamal can't score fifty every night. No, bro. that's the point. Um, but let's talk about the Sixers, right? Because technically, the Nuggets are still alive, mm-hmm. right? So you know, maybe we don't. They don't need to be fixed. Maybe they come back, make a run, whatever. Sixers, not such a good luck. Trade Ben Simmons. Get him. Get rid of him. You, so you really think they should split up potentially two of the top 20 players in the league? I think that Ben Simmons doesn't fit in, in any style of play for them. Like he, Well, they're going to have a new coach, so they, well, you would assume. He didn't even play. Well, yeah, but, he's injured. But. I mean, but still, like, I mean, to, you, you want continuity. Don't you think that if he it, had played, they would have won a few of these games? I don't think so. I mean, they would They might not have got beat as bad, you Celtics know. But are, they might have won Celtics a couple. Are, they might have won a couple of games. Celtics are a good team and a, with a great coach. They might have won a couple of games. Maybe it goes mm-hmm. six. Yeah, they probably would have won the like, series. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Ben Simmons, he, or play Ben Simmons at a four. What if you leave? Something. What if you leave the the roster as is? You know, minor. Obviously, every team changes a little. You know, but you leave the roster for the most part as is. I mean, you're never going to be able to get rid of Tobias Harris at this point with that contract. Same with Horford. Horford, those two are staying. Horford's contracts, those contracts are untradeable. His contract, untradeable. Horford's up, up this year, though, right? No, to next year. He has next another year. 25 or 30 or something. We need I think he's Horford. No, but the point is... Horford's you, a worse you, version you, of Paul Millsap. You can't trade. You can't trade. You know, it was actually... Two more years. It was a hundred million dollar deal. It was a four year deal for a hundred million. They might have to do three more years. Mm-hmm. The point is, nobody's going to take on Tobias Harris and the contract. Yeah. Nobody's going to take on the the Al Horford contract. Um, and then there's the question of if you trade Embiid and all of a sudden he gets healthy, and not and by healthy I mean not fat and you know out of shape. And if you trade Ben Simmons and all of a sudden he learns how to hit a couple shots, like you're really blown. You've really blown it. Wouldn't so let's say we keep the roster together. If you is there a head coach out there who can get them to work together and in some sort of system, some sort of older vets like uh, Van Gundy, either one. Popovich. Oh, uh, sure, they tried. I don't. I mean, the Nets actually have been trying, but he's not going to. Can we resurrect crazy. John Wooden? I mean, yeah, shit. no, but that kind of guy. <laughs> Is there is I mean, could, Jerry Sloan. Can you resurrection? Can you pick? Can you imagine? Uh, Let's say it's Pop. Could Pop fix this roster and win with this team? I mean, in the style, how they play is just you need a shooter, and they have no shooter. They, I, I would. My reason for trading Ben Simmons because I don't think he fits the point guard, and I don't see it doesn't fit into most offenses. But the reason to trade him is that you'll get good value back, and you can revamp fast. You know, if you want. You can you can get some you can get a player in a draft pick. You can get maybe a player in two draft picks. Here, here we go. Who, who's the guy who's hurt one of the Nuggets? Gary Harris. Get rid of Gary Harris. 
and, and Will Barton and, and get rid of them for Ben Simmons straight up. They'll never do that. Why? Because it's not enough value. The, fi- the, just Sixers, no, the Sixers wouldn't do you it. You just said they no, don't have enough. You have to, the Sixers wouldn't listen, do that. The, the only way the Sixers would accept that is if MPJ is part of that deal. I don't think they're going to do that. I know they're not going to. Now, we're not having the fix the Nuggets conversation okay. right now. Right, okay. But if we were, I would argue that it's probably the perfect time to trade both Bobo and MPJ. Because we could get max value on their potential, you know, develop, and let's be honest, they're both coming off of crappy injuries. Mm-hmm. And we got them both late in the draft. If we could just get a high pick or a player of, you know, a you player You pick, can't just get a high pick, though, because like, no, you need to well, replace yeah, yeah. MPJ you, you on get the a, well. Yeah. You could get a player and a pick and, and actually cash in on what was a 15th round, <clears> or 15th pick, you know. But... I wouldn't I, trade I, MPJ I unless players, you get two first I would want some back. players here that yeah. are win now guys. Like I want some well, vets. Well, guys. well, if you get and win, these are brand new to the league guys. If you get win now guys, then no. you have to. You can't take in. You can't rake in that kind of a any kind of what that contract would. A third star is key. A, whether it's Ben Simmons or somebody else, the Nuggets need a third star, they not need, a third like not a, a role player. They have a ton of role players. They need a third star. MPJ is probably time. It's also probably time for a change of voice at head no, coach. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bust a bubble here. They don't need a third star. They need a star. Oh, I mean, we have one of the the three best centers in the game. We had, and Jamal Murray's a star, too. Wait, hold on a second. Jamal Murray's wait, not wait. a star. Jamal, I mean... You, you, know what, okay. you know what brings about that stardom? Consistency. And okay, those, yes, that's and, what I was And I'm telling you right now... You three Jamal, great years in a row, dude. I'm talking about, when it counts, Jamal Murray and... Um, he, uh, Joker. Joker. Joker and Jamal aren't the problem here. <coughs> MPJ is supposed to be the third star. Let's just that's that's he's what that four years right. away from that. Three, four years and, away. But he, he's a great scorer right now. Yeah. No but defense. he he's a terrible defender. Right. And, and that's he's, the issue. He right? definitely as, wasn't ready for the playoffs. As, as most of the Nuggets. Uh, Gary Harris is yeah, a good okay, defender. Okay, he's Gary not Harris playing. Is Will defender. Barton is an average defender, but he also, also next time Will Barton is one of those guys that does this whole like when he gets hot, he can score a bunch of points quickly, yeah. you know. And but when he's not the, hot, he's like he's, that guy on. Um, he's terrible. He's that guy right? who's like, let it but, rain. But just quickly, because <laughs> so the Jerry whole. Smith. No, the, that guy from the what's that was that movie when the uh, um, along came Polly. Yeah, and he's like, let it rain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, rest, but he's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he's Bob, one, Bob, he's Bob one of those Bob. guys that's like, you know, gets hot and then shoots the heat check shot. Well, yeah. heat check is also synonymous with terrible shot. Yeah. <laughs> you've been making shots because you're, you're getting open, making good shots, and then you take some stupid one instead. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to trade to trade Gary Harris and Barton for something as a point guard. We want, I, want a, I want a real point guard so Jamal can play the two. And then if you get a good veteran point guard, I would love to have Chris Paul, even though he's getting towards the end of his career, you know. A couple years might yeah, make a great. difference. Like, it might really be expensive. fucking amazing. Yeah, and he is expensive. Really expensive. But we need a point guard at the Nuggets. We, so the trade for Ben Simmons is pretty much out of the question for me because I wouldn't want him because he'd be a 6'10 point guard. He's essentially a six foot ten worst version of okay. Rajon Rondo. Now, I will say that if we were to get a, a Ben Simmons, though, because he can guard – some bigger guys, he could actually guard a four or even a stretch five 
and and Joker can guard somebody else because Joker's defense isn't his strength. Offense is mm-hmm. right. And then when there is when they're when they're doing some of those 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 picks and and and, and switches, all of a sudden you have you have Ben Simmons coming up or Joker coming up. It, like it makes us a better it makes us a much better defensive team because we can kind of hide some of our defensive lacking players because Ben Simmons is effective. Well, let's just get a new center and play Joker at the one then. It's the same difference. I kind of like Joker. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> He's got a nice know. stroke. I mean, but, he does. But, but when you look at some of these teams that are going to go deep, right? Uh, okay, so who's that center that I was thinking about, that guy who played the five? Who won everything this it, uh It wasn't Toronto. Who won everything this week? Um, Boston? Is it Boston? It's got the tall, lean, the... The the center what was, what was that guy? Tice the all tatted up the all tatted up white dude he always no 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 this is a this is, this is a black guy uh, and he, he just dominated just straight up dominated and he's a center yeah big guy Rudy uh, Gobert who does he play for buddy uh, well who who won this who won this who won this week um, the Celtics the Raptors the Lakers the Lakers are about to no it wasn't the Celtics the Heat. The Heat, yeah. Who's the big Bam guy? Bam Adebayo, he's great. You're yes. Right. You're okay. Yeah, sorry that it we, took me a second to get I'm there. sorry. My bad. And My bad. I, I would have Even if I would have remembered the name, I wouldn't have came yeah. out that way. Okay, so Joker's one of the four best centers. It's not, it doesn't no, change. No, 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 no. I'm just saying overall. Cause no, I'm just saying Bam Adebayo is fantastic. He's he, not, yeah, he is. He's I mean, him and Bede, Gobert, and, Gobert and, and Joker. Those are the four best centers in basketball. Valanchunas at five. What? What, five best what, wait, what, what position does uh, uh, Anthony Davis play? Plays a four. Yeah, that's a four. He's forced into the five when they go when they go small. But he's a four. He's a four. Ask him. He'll tell you. He's I'm a, four. a four. I right? got you. I Same got with you. Kevin Garnett. Uh, Kevin uh, uh, Durant. But he he plays Durant's more, three. Who, who plays? Who plays? He'll tell you he's a three. three. He'll also tell you he's right. only six ten. Because he doesn't want to have to play five. Who plays the he's five? Seven. Who plays the five for the Lakers? Dwight Howard. Ever heard of him? And, right. How often is Dwight Howard on the floor in the oh, last... he's putting in 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game. Yeah, when they're up by 30, yeah. He didn't play, he plays a lot. He he's, plays yeah, a lot, he's, bro. Yeah, he, he you, a lot. you obviously, you're you're literally demonstrating that you're not watching right now. Well, I mean... Because he not, watches, he plays, he's out there, he's getting he, minutes. Okay, he's just not... That's what that's what makes the Lakers defense so good is because they got two seven footers yeah. and they're both very athletic. Also, it keeps Anthony Davis happy because he doesn't have to play five and cover centers. And okay. what do you do when you have a star on your team? You keep him happy. Correct. Right. Anthony so, Davis isn't the best a star who's be, guy anyway. Especially you, a star who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Because technically, Anthony Davis isn't signed for next year yet. So mm-hmm. you have to if you're running the Lakers, you do. Hey. You want to change the colors to orange? Well, we'll wear orange jerseys. You know, you you got to keep him happy. If yeah. he wants to play four, we got Dwight. We can oh, find yeah. some other tall guy. Maybe we can trade for a Lopez brother. Like they'll figure out a way to to, to you know keep him at four. They got, they got Javale too, right? Yeah, yeah. Javale McGee also plays five. They have a bunch of seven footers. Does Joker play a traditional five? They call a it traditional, a traditional though. But they call it a but, stretch five. Chris Bosh changed the big man position. But I understand. Bosh is four but, too, though. 
But the, the Joker Joker defends the five, and like yeah, he the, does. on offense, the off, off offense now is just emotion offenses, right. and there's it's kind of positionless on offense. Also, he's really but good defending. against the five too. When go, like you know now we haven't seen it every game, mm-hmm. but you've seen a couple of these games in the series where he's able to really dominate when Gobert's covering him because he has, he pulls Gobert all the way out and can get by him. So mm-hmm. he 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 matches off offensively. He matches up well against centers. Mm-hmm. So it. It makes sense to call him a five and let him play a stretch four style of game. Yeah. I like, I like, I have no problems with the Joker. I have no problems with Jamal I know, Murray. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I have very much enjoyed Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, Spider just Mitchell, going just going back and forth. Right. It's been exciting. It's almost like watching Dame Lillard play against Dame Lillard. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. been a lot of fun it's to watch super this exciting. Yeah. I just <laughs> wish the Nuggets had. We're the ones that were up 3 2. <laughs> you know, instead of being down 3 2. But. <clears throat> But well, we gotta the, win two games. We've won two true. games in a row a million times. Yeah. So I let's just, go. I let's just, go. I just think that in I'm all, not giving up on the Nuggets. It, I'm, that's why I said I'm not here to fix the Nuggets right now. I'm here oh, to fix the Sixers. Okay, okay. If I was a Sixers, we can fix this, the Nets too because they need some help. If I was a Sixers, I would trade Simmons to the Warriors and get Anthony, get Angel Wiggins and that number two pick. I don't know if they would take that. Yeah, yeah. You got shooters, then then. You, well, you they can, might though because you can run, the thing is he, that Ben he can Simmons board, work. he can defend. I remember texting this to you the other night because Ben Simmons could work in the Warriors yeah. system because you don't want the point guard taking shots away right. from Steph and Clay. Yes, you know, and so it could really work. It could really work. Right. But I, I, actually, the more I think about it, the more I like it. I, I, that could it's really actually, work. It's kind it's, of it's actually it's but. actually like having Kevin Durant without the need. For him to have to take the, th- 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 like threes and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah You're yeah, absolutely exactly. right. You're absolutely right. Exactly. And it could work. And because the trade has to work for both parties, mm-hmm. it could actually work for the Sixers. Because Wiggins isn't a bad basketball player if he's in if he's happy and in the right system. Mm-hmm. But that second pick, you can go get LiAngelo Ball. Mm-hmm. You could just go from a well, from a long well, and tall point guard who doesn't yeah. score to a long and tall point guard who scores a little bit and distributes the ball just as well. Yeah. Leangelo is gonna is gonna go for number one to the Wolves though. No, they're talking about taking that other dude uh, from Georgia. Anderson is that his name? Yeah. From Memphis, right? No, that's that's Wiseman. Th- that's Wiseman. He's yeah. gonna be. He's he, a. That's a dice roll, man. Uh-huh. And, so the if Warriors I was, will take you if they keep that pick. If I had yeah. the chance to bet on who I think in the top, you know, three four picks might be the potential bust, that's probably what that is. I just I, I don't know. I just didn't have. I you know he played what three games last year. Yeah. You know, uh, dude. I mean, I think he's I mean, talented. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving only played a couple games. That's in college, true. That's too, true. You know, like. But Kyrie Irving got hurt. Wiseman was academically, you know, kind of ruined it. You know, I don't know. Again, his, his family goes took some to money. Whole, That's yeah. a whole fucking. This goes deal. back he, to the whole the whole bullshit <clears throat> that American amateur athletics is tied up with. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get back to that. Right. Let's not get back to that. But it's funny how show, the Angelo Ball route is the better route. Well, so for the kids, the case, send those kids to pro basketball at yeah. 14 in Siberia or wherever he went, yeah. and then send them Australia. to New Zealand. That was <laughs> no, after. First, uh, he went, Lithuania. first he went to yeah, Lithuania. Lithuania. Yeah, then he yeah. went to like a, the Well, first then he went to Spire for Academy for a year, and then he went to... It wasn't... Uh, it was the Australian League, but he played in New Zealand. Oh. He played for the New Zealand Breakers, I believe is the name of the team, and now he's a part owner of the team. Mm. 
He bought a piece of the team on his way up. So if that was the case with the I Sixers, think more and more people are going to go down there. We saw like three guys that would have been one and that. Two I mean, that's, that started. That started with the dude, the kid from Stanford, the the uh, yeah. the brothers, yeah. yeah. And, then, and they now were. they're doing the whole G League where you can enter the G League for a year instead mm-hmm. of going to college. And you get more and more players. I always said. Was it Brandon Jennings who went over to Europe instead of college? Yeah, yeah. I've o- always said that if I, you know, had a, you could always go back to college, mm-hmm. right? Go learn how to play, how to be a pro mm-hmm. basketball player, and then go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more effective route. If you, if there's something you want to learn, you can go back to school when you're done. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the talent might be greater in the NBA, but the speed of play and the strength of play is the same as over in Europe. Yeah, if that, not, if not even, if not even, also, even more. also like the the ability to wake up in the morning and just focus on your game all day and not have right. to like shit. I gotta go to econ, you yeah, know, or yeah, I gotta yeah, go to yeah, chemistry yeah. class. I don't uh, fucking know what the periodic table is. Yeah. I know there's four mm-hmm. or there's three periods in a hockey game. You yeah. know, like it, you shouldn't. If your plan is to be a professional athlete, right. go practice your craft. You know, don't don't yeah. don't bullshit in college. I don't like, know. Like, and like, as a Florida State fan, and I happen to like Florida State basketball, and they man, are quite good. We got right, I, right I, back know, into this. I'm like, let's not get back to this. Yeah, let's hold yeah. show. Well, we're right back. <laughs> I'm literally talking shit about it. But but, like, but if the but if the Sixers are gonna do I that, that I wouldn't take uh, Wiggins. I'd take uh, Russell. Right? When you want Russell instead of Wiggins, he's in, he's in Minnesota. They already got rid of him. Yeah, That's how yeah. they got Wiggins. Yeah. No, who's the other guy that they? They got another guy down there. They're not trading DeAndre Green. DeAndre Green. I mean, uh, what's his name? No, I ain't um, Draymond. No, Draymond I'm not, Green. No, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about Draymond. I wouldn't want Draymond. Yeah, anymore. I wouldn't want him either. It's hard pass I'm for just me, saying bro. there's nobody else. There's nobody else on the Nuggets. I mean, on the uh, Warriors that's for available other than Wiggins and the pick. That's the, that's somebody the else is Okay, okay. Then that'd be Wiggins, yeah, for sure. Man, the, the the trade for Simmons, that makes the Warriors mm. just, right just back nasty. at the top. Yeah, yeah, R- one year off and right back at the top. And because they traded D'Angelo and because they made some other savvy moves, mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. under the luxury tax yeah. this year, yeah. which resets the multiplier. Because when you are over the luxury tax, year after year, year, after year, year it goes yeah. up exponentially. You have to pay 4x or and whatever. And they have Willie Collins-Stein, my guy Willie. Yeah. And now they get to start over at zero. It's his mom who, who fucking got the... It was Willie Cauley-Stein's mom who got Corona. Oh. Or was it Carl Anthony Towns' mom? It definitely wasn't JaVale McGee when I tried to say that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's mom so, uh, got, got... It was... Well, Nurkic's mom died. Grandma died. Grandma died. Yeah, that was more recently. This was somebody in like March. I think, that you know, yeah, I think or, it was Willie's mom. Maybe. I think yeah, it was yeah, Willie yeah. Colley Stein's mom. Yeah. yeah. Willie, if you get a chance, I knew it was if, somebody. If you, want, if you want to see some ridiculous videos, watch. Go, go to Willie Colley Stein's YouTube highlights for when he's playing bas- when he's playing football in high school when he's fucking six nine and playing receiver and is just out there balling on people. No, it's wow. ridiculous. I love because he's fast. He, I mean, he's fast. I yeah. loved going back. I loved watching the old. You can find a couple of clips of like Randy Moss playing basketball with with White Chocolate, Jason mm-hmm. Williams, uh, when they were in high school. I love seeing athletes that were great at other sports play those other sports. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you do an experiment. You do a team experiment, 
And unfortunately, you don't find out that the experiment doesn't work until like freaking 100 years later, right? The Sixers have been doing experiments. Oh, who's for that? 10 years. For 10 years, right? It's I not mean, called an experiment. It's called the process. Okay. The pro- oh, <laughs> the process, and, yeah, and dude, that process, process is over in, the, in Philadelphia. process fucking failed, man. It failed, right? Netherlands, like, their, their mistake a long time ago was... Why'd you, why'd you take Jaleel Okafor instead of uh, D'Angelo right. Russell? Exactly. You already have you drafted three well, straight big men for no reason. And then who's that guy like who they just who, who's that guy they drafted and he forgot how to play once once he got there? Fultz. Yeah, he's in Orlando. Now he's in Orlando, but he he had a, a crazy wrist injury where he yeah. you know like he, he tried got, to learn how to play with the other hand because of his, of his wrist injury and he never it kind of messed his whole world up. You know? Yeah. Um, but he seems to be yeah he, he didn't have a bad year this year. Like he's, he's still in it, man. The Bucks haven't beat him yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, we don't have to fix the Magic yet. Not yet. The not Magic yet. is they're they're a young team. And if Mo Bamba is team. healthy, those That's guys are saying. healthy, man. If they they're, can they're keep all bad. those young guys health, uh, healthy with Aaron Gordon doing, mm-hmm. you know, he's a stud, dude. He is. I like Aaron Gordon is like. It kind of reminds me of Zach Levine. If they were in a better situation, they everybody would talk about him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Fucking shit. That's too tough. Um, all right, listen, we fixed, we fixed the Sixers or well, we, kind of. we admitted to it being a very difficult route to fix the Sixers mm-hmm. and we gave attention to the fact that it is a very strange day in the NBA and in America mm-hmm. and we discussed the best French NBA players ever. Mm-hmm. I think we've accomplished a lot today. Tentatively, yeah. if we're going to play basketball tomorrow... I would take the Nuggets. In the They've are, they're already saying they're gonna they're gonna not have games tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't think um, so. Are the Nuggets supposed to beat Utah? Are they supposed to? Were they're uh, not the favorite Define supposed anymore? To. They were the favorite going into the series, according to Las Vegas. Okay. They were the favorite in my mind, but I'm biased. Okay. But it, I mean, the Jazz are pretty good. They're 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 very similar teams. Yeah, know? yeah. Very yeah. Teams. The Jazz have a lot more team chemistry than Nuggets do. Which the, is the, weird, the, considering they gave each other Corona. Maybe they, they, they <laughs> bonded. Maybe ago. they bonded when they were in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. They just, right. They're like, let's do. Because hey, our let's guys build. got quarantine. Hey, our guys got Corona in different countries. Let's build. Oh. Living they room. got yeah, Corona really. together. Right. Yeah, that's the. That's they the, were right. building living room forts and stuff like that. Watch Netflix. You know, chilling. Let's. I need a drink. Let's call this a wrap. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think of this cigar, man? T.L. Johnson, it's a light plus medium, uh, the signature series. I understand that they got uh, Defender and some other cigars out there that are supposed to be unbelievable. Um, I, I like the cigar. I think it's it's a, it's a bit light for me, but I, I like it. Yeah, it's 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 a... It's a little. I kind of expected more out of it when you handed it to me. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's. You're right. Light plus. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um. I like a little more mm-hmm. of a, a richness mm-hmm. right? or texture. Mm-hmm. Is probably a better word, but there's nothing bad about it. It's, it's a great. It's a, good, it's a, a good, good cigar. It's a great first cigar in the morning with a cup of coffee. Oh, I bet I could. I kind of can taste that. Mm-hmm. You know where there's a. There's something about this cigar that would go well with a cup of black coffee, mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, all right. Where? What's your Twitter and all that crap? Uh, at Tim Nebraska for Twitter. 
And Instagram? Um, Instagram is Timmy Nebraska as well. And there you go. We're on both. It's at Bet Your Ash Pod. I don't really use Instagram that much. I just follow and like all your guys' stuff and keep Thank up you. to date, you know. Keep it up. Keep up to along. Keep on liking. If anybody <laughs> wants to get at me, uh, they can always DM me or something. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send them back my cash app. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. We uh, are out of here. See ya. Talk to you later. <laughs> That was episode 94 of Bet Your Ash. I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you to our friend Timmy Nebraska, the returning champ, playoff T, the Zen master himself. He will be back next week, and we will talk more basketball. Hopefully there's games. I would also like to thank Connor, our technical director, and Binsky, our creative director, and Tyler, who we will talk to next week, hopefully our marketing director and to our friend Stephen Hobbs because none of this would be happening without him. Bet Your Ash is recorded on the studio level. Capital Cigars 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado. Thank you very much and we will talk to you next week. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.